Hello, I'm your podcast host, Hannah Lynn, and welcome to an episode of Can I Have Your Number? In this podcast, we dive into heartfelt conversations with inspiring guests who share their stories, struggles, and triumphs from career changes to personal growth, relationships, and everything in between. We explore the human experience with authenticity and vulnerability. But that's not all. In this podcast, we also delve into the transformative power of the Enneagram. Discover how understanding your Enneagram number can unlock profound self-awareness and enhance our connections with others. So whether you're new to the Enneagram or a seasoned explorer, join us on this journey to self-discovery and human connection. Without further ado, this is Can I Have Your Number? Today's episode is my continued conversation with my friend Maria. Maria is an Enneagram 3, and we left off talking last week about how type threes will move into some of the typical patterns of behavior of a type nine when they're experiencing stress in their lives. I hope you enjoy this further conversation as much as I did with Maria. And with that, we'll get started. But threes, so threes will actually flow into a nine when they're, when they're not in health. And so they will be less driven, less action oriented. Have you ever had any times in your life where you felt like you've kind of taken a backseat? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, um, similar to you, um, the time when, when I was married, um, I very, I had a very, not that like my self-esteem is amazing now, but I mean, I've been divorced for five years. Um, it'll be six, you know, coming up here. And, um, the shift that I went through from, uh, you know, pre-marriage to marriage. I mean, we had my daughter right away. Yeah. Um, and, um, and then that time, you know, she's, um, she's uh, neurodivergent. And so figuring out what was going on with her, you know what I mean? There was a very yeah. much time where it was, it was not about me at all for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was doing good, good work at my job. That was it. Like there was no focus on self-care really. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I, I didn't know how, yeah. I didn't know how to do it. Um, you know, I didn't know what I needed. I just thought like, um, okay, I'm, I married this person because, you know, no one else is going to want to marry me. So, you know, I better lock this in. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if I want a chance at, at kids, I better lock yeah. them in. Yeah. Forget whatever I, whatever my goals are. Right. Like, I don't even, I don't even remember that I had set goals for myself. Yeah. yeah that's like, it's so weird. Yeah. It's that's like a big red yeah. yeah. So, um, so, and that's not his fault. No, all, it's just right? what it's we do shift. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. and to your point, right. Like you become a mom and okay, now what, you know, yeah. um, I very much do not say, um, I'm a mom first, right. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that it's important for, it has been important for me to like gain my, um, what's the word, what's, what would be the right word? Um, just not independence, but like, 
I am, I am this woman, right? Mm-hmm. I am also a mom. I am also an IT consultant. I am also a well, daughter. I'm also right. Like yeah. that's not my only identity. Right. It's been, it's been very important to me over the last five, six years to be like, yes, I'm a mom, but that's not just, that's not the one thing, you know? And so there has been definitely a shift, um, in kind of figuring, figuring out how to like get back to this, like person I was before. Before. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, and it speaks to the fact that like, you show up best in the world when you're able to meet that core need. So like when you can have goals that are yours, that are not dependent on anyone else, Mm -hmm. you're going to show up best. That translates into all areas of our lives. And that's what I'm finding as well is then I am the best mom because it's not my goal. Like it's not my, sometimes it's the inadvertent goal that ends up happening because you are putting like this other area, not necessarily first. I don't want to say that it's just, you're giving equal weight. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's to me, like, what is the best mom? What does the best look like? It's so subjective. It really is. It's having kids that are kind, grateful. Um, they are also, you know, um, growing up to be like they, I need to prepare them to launch into the, into the world. Yeah. I need to prepare them to, to launch in. And so what we're dealing with right now is like, I'm trying to teach them things about how to maintain the house, right? It's not a chore list that you have. These are things that have to happen in our home to keep it looking nice. Yeah. All do it together. It's, you know, there's ownership there. Right. And so, um, balancing fun things with things that we just have to do is, is, has been kind of a a focus as of late, as my girls are a little bit older, Mm -hmm. but you know, to me, a great mom is a mom that they feel comfortable talking to about anything. So make sure that those lines of communication are always open, right? My girls know that nothing is off the table when it comes to any conversation they want to have about any topic Mm -hmm. Um, and that it's a safe place and there's no judgment, right? Yeah. Um, if there's this fear of judgment, when I ask a question or whatever, like I'm not going to ask the question. And so having, having them feel safe. Um, but you know, yeah, to your point, right. Like the goal of being an awesome mom. Well, well, yeah, but what does that mean to my kids and yeah. awesome mom to your kids might be totally different. Cause they're all different people. Right. So, yeah. 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 It's, it's fascinating to me when we talk about, and we come from parenting lens with Enneagram numbers, because like I mentioned earlier, like we don't typically type kids because you've got to kind of have brain development to get to a point where it's like, you know, what your core motivation is, but even still, I, it's hard for me. I, my daughter, I'm like, Oh my goodness. I feel like she's such a a six in the world where she's just kind of run by fear. Mm -hmm. And it's so difficult for me, even as a nine, because when I show up really well and healthy, like I I do present as a three. So like, I want my kids to be well and healthy and that's by my definition. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I'm like, no, you got to get out there. Like you got to face your fears, you know? And so it's like all the time I'm constantly battling, um, as, as a parent of, as a nine parent, um, there's some challenges for me where I don't want to like apply discipline. Cause that's conflict for me. So yeah. I have to like 
step into the uncomfortability of being the disciplinary person, which I know is good for my kids, Mm -hmm. but also just not natural for me. Um, so with three being like this kind of wanting goal setting achiever, do you find yourself in parenting situations, like passing that on to your kids of being like, you, you like need to be the best. Or are you like checking yourself and saying, that's me. I, I really do try to check myself a lot. Yeah. I think having, having, um, two very different children, um, you know, not only, not only the fact that, you know, my eldest is neurodivergent and the other one is not, uh, mm-hmm. but just that they are very different people, obviously. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're just, they are innately just very different people. And so how I handle a situation with, you know, my eldest versus my youngest, it's, it's drastically different, but I do have to keep that in mind. Like just because I have this goal, I don't need to like project that onto them or like make that their thing. What I am trying to do is encourage the behaviors Mm -hmm. that I think will help them later on in life. Instead of being like, like with my youngest, like she's very, very smart. She gets great grades very easily. Yeah, I can see the potential for her to be lazy when it comes to her education because it is easy. Yeah. And so I, but I want to like find ways to make it fun or find ways to make it engaging for her so that she doesn't become complacent in her education. Right. Um, but I'm not going to be like, you have to get A's because you have to get into a good school and go to college. Like, yeah not that's not how I'm communicating it so yeah I'm definitely like like that might be like kind of (laughs) I don't I I actually I don't think that college is necessary right yeah but but just a goal yeah it's like I don't care what it is but you need to like have a goal but I'm not communicating it in that way to her because I think I think she completely shut down really and my eldest you know I don't know. I, she is a great helper. She loves helping. So like in instinctually, I would say she's like a two, right. Mm. So when I approach her about doing things, it's very much like helping mom, right? Like how can we help each other and like, I'll help you and I need your help here. And it would be really great. And there's a lot of like verbal, um, affirmation of like, you're such a good helper. And she is like, I'm not lying. You know, I have to approach it very differently. And if I were to just show up as a three, I think they would both just like, like fight me on it. And that's what I don't want. I don't want to end up with my pushing these kids, uh, end up with them, like rejecting it, you know, saw that happen with a number of my friends, um, where, you know, it was, you have to do this and they rebelled. So, um, and so, yeah, I don't want to create that, that either. So yeah, there's definitely, I, I check myself a lot Yeah, as a parent and at work and all of the time. And I think on social media, I'm like, why am I posting this? You know, (laughs) here, is this helpful or is this just, you know what I mean? A brain dump or is this, or is this, you know, for attention? And if yeah. that's the goal, like, mm, let's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. Maybe, or maybe today I need it. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. just different all the time. Yeah. yeah. Do you, as a three, look at metrics 
with social media? Like, are you the type of person to you know, go and be like, oh, let's check and see if this got a lot of, did this video do well? Did this video do well? I do. And I think it's, but it's also part of that is I'm trying to learn as well. Right. Because okay, yeah. my goal is not to just amass a ton of followers. Okay. Right. My goal is definitely to create community and create connections. Um, I mean, like you, right. Like, and there's another woman that I met on TikTok that um, we, we have never met in person. Mm-hmm. connected over, you know, she at the time was potentially going to be going through a divorce. And I was like, Hey, if you need any, like any, any information help at all whatsoever, just let me know. Yeah. And, and now we talk every day and it's just, it was yeah. like, that would never happen. I mean, you know, her life is completely shifted. Like she, she did not go the divorce path and she's living, you know, happily oh, yeah. working on things and, okay. and that community moment would have never happened right without this social media. Yeah. Yeah. So so that is, you know, the goal, but I shouldn't say, but, and, and I definitely (laughs) want to make sure that it's not just doing nothing. You know what I mean? Like how, how can, and I think that's part of that goal setting is learning, right? Post this and I hashtag it with this. Does that make a difference? Or so there's, yeah. I think there's like these like sneaky little undercurrents. Yeah. 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 But, I think yeah. too, to, to your point, a lot of times though, we, we want to be like, that's bad. Like yeah. I shouldn't want to be, have a lot of followers. I shouldn't want to have videos to do well. And I'm like, I'm like, why, why? Yeah, if that's, why? If that's a core need for you. Like yeah. that's not vanity. That's right. your core need is to right. be successful and to like accept that part of yourself. It's like a well-balanced part of yourself. So I, I oftentimes, like, I think a lot with the numbers, I always talk about this whenever I'm talking with somebody or in a workshop or coaching, I'm like, we're not going to assign morality to these things right now. Like we're really not. It's okay that you feel comfortable and you feel good when yeah. you show up and it's recognized and it gets attention. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That, so like it doesn't take away from what you're sharing means yeah. something to you. Yeah, you're so right. It, it's just the validation that that you need specifically and that that's that's okay. Yeah. It's okay for you to show up in that way. I think though too part of that three though is that validation and mm-hmm. not letting it like take over um Sorry, if you can hear my coffee machine, it's like cleaning itself right now. Um, (laughs) But um, that piece, that piece of me that does look for validation, Mm -hmm. whether it's in an emotion I'm feeling Mm -hmm. or an outfit, I'm, you know what I mean? Like it could be two completely different ends of the spectrum, but it is, you know, that is, that does creep in. Right. And okay you know, Maria in this moment, like checking yourself, like, you know, um, why are you looking for that? Or what are you missing today? That's causing you yeah. to want to find yeah. it. Here? Um, and, you know, I mean, the thing is, fortunately, unfortunately, I don't really know, but when it comes to these tools that we have at our fingertips, right. Social media, mm-hmm. um, the opportunities do come when you have a larger community. Yeah. You have a good engagement and we yeah. you know what I mean. And so yeah. it's kind of like, you can't, you can't want to 
be doing this without also, you know, having this side. It's a, yeah, I don't. And I think that's where threes shine because sometimes there are people who are like, I am just not comfortable with that aspect. Like they can't balance it Mm -hmm. and know that like, there has to be some logistics behind it. Like, for example, like a, a, a four might be like really talented at creative of something, but they are never going to be able to self-promote because they can't right. separate the two. They can't yeah. just be like, logically, I have to self-promote yeah. if I want this to get out. Whereas threes, it is, that's like, duh, you know, like, yeah, of course, oh, anybody else there, you know? Yeah. Like how is yeah. anybody else going to find me? And people ask you like, well, when you're, you know, you sell your stuff, like how do you get it out there? I'm like, social media. Like I have a website, but how are you ever going to find me? Yeah. I mean, and yeah, exactly. I think, and I do have people in my life who are extremely talented and Mm -hmm. extremely, you know, um, like really good at creating and doing and having these things. But the idea of being behind a camera is like, no, yeah, I can't do that. I'm not doing that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm just showing up with makeup, without makeup, whatever I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's part of it too. Like there's not a lot of, um, I mean, and I hope that, I hope that just comes across as it's just like, I'm just showing up as authentically as I possibly yeah. can. I'm just like, I just want to show you this thing. And here yeah. it's not like, yeah. I got to get the camera set up. I got to get the, you know, yeah. that's not, I don't know if that's a three thing or if that's just some, it can. And it's like, it's an indication again, into like how self-aware are you? How healthy are you? Because I think a really unhealthy three would be so focused in on those. When one of the things about threes that they can be um, kind of like a stereotypical average health type behavior is um, having mass, like kind of masks on depending mm-hmm. on what audience they're in front of. Sure. And, um, so before the podcast, we were kind of talking about friend groups and we were mentioning how I'm like, I have this friend group over here and this friend group and they're aware of each other, but we don't like co-mingle them. Um, and for, I've heard this in the past for a three, like that can almost be in some ways like terrifying because like you kind of present in one way to one group, not, not, and I don't want to set assign again, morality to, to this. It's not good or bad. It's not even not inauthentic. Yeah. It's just, this is where I shine here with this group, like showing up as this type of person. And this is where I connect and shine with this group being this type of person. Again, like a really easy way to describe it would be like, if you were a member of the PTA, but then you have like, you know, a friend group that you would go out and like, party with you're not gonna like show up in the party group as the PTA member you know or vice versa so again it's not good or bad but threes do it really really well and there can be some anxiety if like the friends from the PTA ever met you know your you um friend group with the party group because you'd be like I don't know who to be right now like I don't know how to show up right now yeah so what ends up happening for me it's not necessarily that there would be a different, I think the, all of my kind of different friend groups, I, I do, um, I'm a fairly open book. And so, mm-hmm. however, to your point, like if I'm at a work event, I'm likely not drinking alcohol at all. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I'm definitely watching what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Even if right. I have friends from work that I see outside of work on a personal level. There's always just a little bit of 
trepidation, right? Yeah. Um, but then, you know, I have some friends that I just know are, are not, um, super in depth. Like we don't go there. Yeah. Whatever reason we just don't go there. Right. Like this is a group of friends that we do this level of things. There's just not like really deep connection happening. And that's really hard for me because I, I want to go deep. Right. It's always up to me if we're going deep or not. And, yeah. um, <laughs> I was talking to my therapist about it and she was like, well, you know, you can have friends that are just that, like, it's okay to, you know, decide whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's really hard for me because I don't, I don't want to have surface. I want to yeah. want to go into it. And so I think it's more just like if they, if everybody was in a room together, mm-hmm. I just want to be making sure that everybody was happy and everybody was taking care of like, are you having fun? Okay. Are you having fun? Are you having a good time? And like, that's like too much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know what that says about me, but it's more just like, I don't, I want to make sure that everyone's having a good time. Yeah. All of the times. And yeah, all of the times, all of the times. So if there's a potential where like, and also, I mean, my friend groups are range in age from 20s up to 85. So right. I have women and, and and friend women. I don't have any male friends that are 85, but like, you know, women yeah. friends that are in this huge age range. Yeah. So also the activities that is happening or that we're doing is could be vastly different. So yeah, that's always it too, but it's probably more me overanalyzing the whole situation than anybody else would care. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? I don't know if you ever do that where you leave a conversation and you think about things you said for days, (laughs) you know, I mean, I 100% do that. And it's like 10 times worse if it's in front of work people, you know, where I just like, Oh my God, I don't, you know, when, when, when work people started finding me on social media, I was like, Oh my God. Uh, I know. I know. I mean, okay. I, I like kind of, yes, exactly. Okay. I, I, if anyone finds me from work, I'm like, no, you didn't. Yep. That's not you me. Didn't. I can't, let's not. Yeah. I'm like, well, I mean, it is what it is, you know? Right. But yeah. So I don't know. Did I even answer your question? Yeah, you did. I like, yes. do that whole diatribe. But, yeah. 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 I mean, definitely with threes, they're going to be in the room. They're going to work through them. They're going to want to have like, for you, it sounds like, you know, like successful would be everybody's happy and having a good time. Yeah. So you're going to like yes. work hard to make yeah. sure that everybody's I can't happy. have silence. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much. I want to give a little bit of a plug, uh, like a moment for you to kind of like plug your social media do because you're so creative and you're so crafty and you're so driven and um I want you to be super successful it's a you know in all of those things so give us your um you know your website and your user handles for things so that people can follow you and buy your stuff thank you Hannah you're so I can't wait to see how this just like launches this (laughs) podcast Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, on all of the socials, I'm at L Rostro MN, which is E L R A S T R O M N. 
Um, and those of you that don't know, um, that is the largest open air flea market in Madrid. And um, my cousin and I came up with that name for our, when we first did craft shows together, because it wasn't like Maria's crochet creations and Ellen's paintings. Like we had all these different things. And so, because as I mentioned before, my media or my mediums are always changing. It was a good way to just kind of umbrella yeah. all of it. So um, yeah. elrostromn.com is also that website. And then um, on Instagram, I also have my other business, which is at mini drop. So it's M I N N E D R O P. And that is uh, personal shopping and style coaching. So I do virtual and in-person um, there's various, um, services, whether it's a closet clean out or a full on wardrobe revamp. Um, but that is, um, my other business, which is very much focused on our relationship with shopping, clothing, our bodies, how we think about dressing ourselves, how we think about presenting ourselves to others. Um, so it's much more than, um, that's why I don't call myself like a stylist. It's, it's style coaching and like finding yeah. your personal style, um, yeah. Which yeah. if, if you can't see her right now, she's always stunning. Um, but that is also one of my favorite things is you just trying on clothes and like showing people what looks good. But like, I think a lot of people would be like, oh, I couldn't do that. And like, you're just like, yes, you can. can. Yes, you can. You can. <laughs> you do it yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm so glad. I, I just, it's so much fun. I need those outlets for mm. my brain. You know, I, um, I need to be able to show up in those ways and get that out. And mm -hmm. I think that's such a huge piece of it is just that people do have, I mean, I can't tell you how many of my clients, they have that thought in their head of like, I have this person in my head that's telling me you can't wear that, or that would look yeah. dumb on you, or, you know, you're too heavy for that, or your body shape is wrong, or you're too, you know, you're too skinny and you look like this. And it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's, that's such a huge piece of the work that that does and, um, and makes me feel so good. It's just boring yeah. these, these women and I haven't worked with any men, so I can't say men, but, yeah. um, just empowering these women to think differently because that's the whole idea is yeah. that, yeah, you can wear this. You can wear, whatever. Oh my gosh. I think I have a TikTok where I'm like in a, like a bodysuit and a skirt and I'm like, I can't wear that. I'm like, I can't, who do I think I am? Like, I'm oh my God, I love your TikToks when you're just like feeling yourself. I know. I'm like, well, yes, girl, get that, that was a while ago. And I have transitioned into like, yeah, I can. Who yes. says that I can't do this? I'm, yeah, sure. I'm a mom. Great. Who cares? Like, it doesn't, you know, so I can see how having a coaching, a coach through that would be so helpful because it is really hard. I mean, there's so yeah. much conditioning that goes into whatever thought it has about visually how you represent yourself. And so to have somebody to like actively work through those with you would be yeah. really beneficial. So yeah. I love that you do that. Thanks. I love that. Yeah. I, it's been such a godsend actually. And I, I always feel like, you know, after working with a client, I'm learning so much as well. Yeah. Um, and just, there's so much that we that we just internalize and we talk ourselves out of in our brains. And I'm like, Oh, we got to stop this negative yeah. thought or these. Yeah. So yeah. So, yeah. So thank you so much for letting me talk about those. Those are like yeah. passion projects. So yeah, I'm happy to share and have any kind of promotion for that. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Maria. I love to have you on as the guest and um, we, we need to, 
stay in contact and connect. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. This is so easy. Like we've known each other for years. I hope you enjoyed this conversation that I had with Maria as much as I did. Please be sure to follow her on all of her social media platforms. You will not regret it. She's an amazing person. Next week, I'm going to dive into what it means to be an Enneagram One. So be sure to check that out. Until then, signing off, this is your host. Thank you for joining me on Can I Have Your Number?